Hey friends, thanks for joining in on another episode of Cast the Word. Today we're going to be talking about God's promises. Thank you guys so much for joining us today as we continue this season. In this season, we are discussing the future, focusing on what we can expect as believers. And in the last two episodes, we discussed the realities of both heaven and hell. So if you missed those episodes, I recommend checking them out. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing some of God's promises presented to us in the Bible. And there are a ton of them, so I won't be capturing them all today. But what I am hoping to accomplish in this episode is to pull some scriptures that do offer promises to us as children of God in an effort to sow some encouragement for us today. But before we get started on that, I wanted to let you guys know that Cast the Word is now live on Twitter, at Cast the Word. If you have Twitter, please feel free to follow us there, and you can also still find us on Facebook and Instagram. So if you have any of those platforms, feel free to find us and follow us or like us so that you can be up to date on future episodes. Okay, so let's get started in today's episode. God's Word in and of itself is a book of promises. God continuously makes agreements and arrangements for humanity, and we read these promises all throughout the Old Testament, presented to us as promises for the coming Messiah who would come to save humanity, and we know that this prophecy has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ, but there are many more promises that are available to us, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, for us to grab onto today. The Bible is a book of promises from beginning to end. While the Old Testament, a lot of that is focused on the coming Messiah, of course we know that there is much more to the Old Testament than that, much more that we can grab onto. The Old Testament is not just a history book of things that happened in the past. It is relevant for us today. So I want to keep driving that point home that the Old Testament still has so much in there that we can grab onto, and as Christians, we should never neglect to read the entirety of the Bible from beginning to end. The Bible is a book of promises. It's not just a history book that outlines the nation of Israel, their struggles, and their deliverances. While it does include that information, we must understand that the Word of God is alive and breathing. The Bible must be read from first the natural, but we have to not neglect the fact that the Bible needs to also be read from a spiritual perspective as well. And as soon as we approach the Word of God in that context, then it will become more alive to us than ever before. And we need the help of the Holy Spirit to help reveal some of these spiritual truths to us. We need to pray for the Holy Spirit to open our spiritual eyes and ears so that when we approach the Word of God in our reading, we can gain some understanding and some growth each and every time. Without His help, then we will only ever see the Bible as a history book, and I assure you it's so much more than that. So today I want to look through the Word of God and call out some of these promises that are both available for us today and in the future. Many of these verses are fairly well known and often quoted, but I want to challenge you today that when we go over these verses, really try to let them settle in. Don't just hear it and let it go in one ear and out the other. Understand and recognize the fact that this applies to you today. And while some of these are prophetic in the sense that it can be applied in the future, recognize as well that it is available for us right here and right now. So grab on to these promises and claim it for you and your family. One of the greatest promises for both now and the future is that God is always with us. When people leave you, God will never leave you. When people disappoint you, God will never disappoint you. And in my opinion, that is one of the most comforting promises from God, that no matter 
What may come our way, we'll never face it alone so long as we continue walking with God. God will always be available for us, but the question really is, are we available for Him? And as long as we continue walking with Him, He will never forsake us. So God's always ready, willing, and able to help us and to walk with us, but sometimes as humans, we tend to neglect that and forget that and and start walking a path on our own, but that's not what we're supposed to do, right? So as long as we continue walking with Him, He's never going to leave us nor forsake us. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 also says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. Whatever challenges you face in this life, God has already gone before you. He knows what is coming your way, and He knows what you have already faced in the past. But remain confident and faithful because God has gone before you, and He has prepared the way. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says that God will never put more on you than you can bear. It may lead you right to the edge of the cliff, but you won't fall over. Why is that? Because God's with you, both now and in the future, and he will never abandon you. So rest in that promise that no matter what you face, you're not facing it alone. So that's a good segue into the next promise, which is God will give you rest both here and in the future. In the future, we will have rest through our inheritance of heaven, but we can have rest here, right here, right now. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Don't you love hearing that? I'll tell you, being a Christian is really easier than most people think it is. The world is hard, friends, but Jesus said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if you're lost today, you can have rest for your future. And it's as easy as believing, repenting, and moving forward with God. Think about your job or your daily responsibilities. Think about financial obligations. Think about your sins and past mistakes that you've made. Those are heavy burdens to carry. And this life provides you heavy burdens on a daily basis. You can't escape the burdens of your daily responsibilities and obligations. But if you come to Jesus, he will give you rest and his burden is light. In fact, Jesus carried your burden of sin when he went to the cross. He carries us all throughout our life and he gives us rest in the process. I know that this life can be troubling at times, but find rest in Jesus today. Nothing in this life is worth missing heaven over. Don't let your burdens cripple you. And as Leonard Ravenhill once said, are the things you're living for worth Christ dying for. Let the burdens of this life go. Let the burdens of the sin that may be weighing you down, let it go. And we can do that through God, through the help of the Holy Spirit, based on what Jesus did for us at the cross, okay? So find rest in the arms of Christ. And when life seems to get us down, remember this next promise. Don't give up now or in your future. Remind yourself of what Jesus said in Matthew 24 verse 13, referring to the last days and what the promise holds for you if you endure. And Jesus said, Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. 
Aren't we seeing this now, guys? You can be assured that if you are followers of Christ, you will face persecution. In the days we're living in now, you are almost viewed as a weird or unusual person or out of the norm if you are a Christian. And it shouldn't be that way, but in reality, it is. The fact is that Jesus said that we would be hated for following him. And society today paints Christians into a social categorical box, and the truth is that some may fit into those boxes. But I'd argue that the majority do not. It is always the few that spoil the many. But I urge you as a follower of Christ, mimic the character of Jesus in your interactions with the world, especially today. Be the light in the world through love and help extinguish the darkness of hate that is so present in our society today. He called us out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, so let's live like that. And recognize that as a Christian, you will be viewed differently. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are his special people, and we are called to proclaim the praises of God. So how is this encouraging for us today? Well, John 16 verse 33 says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That's what Jesus said. And if he has overcome the world and if we are living in him, then we too can overcome the world through Christ. And the promise we read earlier in Matthew says that the one who endures to the end will be saved. How will we be saved? Well, one obvious way is through heaven. We discussed the realities of heaven in the last episode so so check that out if you want more information on that promise. But if we endure to the end and trust in God and continue living for Him, then by the time we leave this earth, our saving grace will come through our inheritance of heaven. We will be saved from the temptations, persecutions, and the trials and sorrows that we face in this life. And this is a glorious promise, but don't wish your life away to avoid the troubles of this life, friends. Make sure we maintain the right mindset and the right spirit about this and not try to live under a rock until we die just to escape this world. That's not biblical either. But suffice it to say that heaven will be quite a saving grace for us from the wickedness of this life. And even if you are experiencing this type of persecution or if you are faced with any other type of burden, and there are many types of burdens, hold on to the promise that's given to us in Jeremiah 29:11 about your future. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I am a firm believer that as long as you are breathing, God is not done with you yet. It doesn't matter your age, your race, your gender, your size. God has something he wants to fulfill in your life and in the days to come. This promise outlines the fact that he has a future for you. Even if you have fewer tomorrows than you have of yesterdays, you still have a future and a hope. And I believe that your best days are yet to come. Pray and ask God to reveal your purpose to you, and I believe that he will. Pray and seek out God's will for your life, and I believe that he will show you the plans he has for you. The key is to first get aligned with his word and his will for our lives, which is to live according to the book. Live for Christ, and I promise you the Holy Spirit will start clearing the spiritual fog surrounding your mind and you will start seeing things more clear than ever before. And as soon as you have that vision implanted in you by God, then you can start fulfilling his purpose in your life. And like I said, it doesn't matter what you look like or how old you are. God will use you for his kingdom and for his glory. Just tell God, here am I, Lord, use me. And this reward, guys, is so much better than getting that promotion at work. Accomplishing God's will in your life offers so much more satisfaction than earning all the money in the world. 
Philippians 1 verse 6 says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What he has started in you, he will finish. And if you have not yet given your life to Christ, then do it now. And by doing so, you will see what the author and the finisher of your faith will do with the remaining years you have left in this world. Matthew 6.33 gives us such a great answer on how we can tap into this promise of a glorious future. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek him and see what he'll do in your life. Let God blow your mind on what he can accomplish with your life by surrendering to his will. So many people miss out on the opportunity to tap into God's promises because they feel a lack of self-worth. Well, let me be honest with you. None of us are worthy of what God has given because all of us are sinful. Salvation is a gift, not a lifetime achievement award. In Matthew 6, 26, Jesus said, Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? God knows you inwardly better than anyone else knows you you. And if he cares for the birds in the air, how much more does he care for you? Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the inside of you and knows what you're made of. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. You are different than the world. Guys, embrace it. The world sees your mistakes and writes you off for the rest of your life because of something you did 10 years ago. People don't forget, but God does. And when God forgives you, it's gone. And we shouldn't worry about the judgment of men more than we worry about the judgment of God. Don't try to rationalize or understand the grace and mercy that God has bestowed on you when you ask for forgiveness of your sins. Just thank God for his forgiveness and move forward from it and allow him to work great and mighty things in your life. Recognize the fact that your screw-ups are nothing that God can't wipe away. And understand that God uses people who make mistakes and He uses imperfect people. Who else does He have to choose from? We are all screw-ups in some form or fashion, right? We've all made mistakes. We all have a past. But God still says that, I know the plans I have for you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Nothing is impossible for God. Remind yourself of who God is and take hold of these promises both now and in your future. In Mark 9.23, Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Nothing is too big for God. So as we walk through this life, remain in courage. As we walk through this life, recognize that God has a future for you and rest in his promises. Don't let the problems you face here outweigh the promises God has for you right now and in the future. Romans 8.18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And when you get stuck in the valley, remind yourself of what God has already done for you in the past to pick you back up. In John 14 verse 9, Jesus asked the question, Don't you know me? Don't you remember what he has already done for you guys? Just trust in him. Remind yourself of who he is and that nothing is impossible with him. Lamentations 3 verses 21 through 23 says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Trust in him with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path.
Guys, these are just a few promises. If you want more, then run to the Word of God, and you will find nothing but promises for your future. Stay motivated, stay encouraged, and stay in the Word. There is no better medicine than applying the words of the Bible to your life. Claim these promises today and remind yourself of who you are in Christ. We are nothing without Him, friends. We need Him more than we need our next breath. And as soon as we all recognize that, then we can accomplish great things for the kingdom. And let me leave you with this, the words Paul wrote in Romans 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to these episodes. We have one more episode in this season, and then we're moving on from the past, present, and future series. I hope that you all have enjoyed this series as much as I have. Stay tuned for future episodes, and in the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you feel led, then please share this podcast with your friends as well. Guys, stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time.